Welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about forcing your friends to like the things you like. Sometimes it's that, other times it's this. I'm Jason Edwards. I'm Kelsey Goldman. And with us we have two very special guest hosts today from our our sister-daughter sister po- our sister-daughter podcast. Sister Daddy. Uh, we are your no, sister daddy. No, this is daddy. the sister daddy. Oh, you're right. Yes. So fresh off their, their, uh, their trailblazing two-year run of Andrew Ninja Warrior, it's Sarah Shepard and Andrew Favaloro. Folks, give them a hand. Oh, is there a live studio audience for this one too? Oh no, we we I'm no, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm carrying over the wrong bit. <laughs> Hi. Oh, no. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Andrew, and this is it. <laughs> no, 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 stop, stop. One. No, it's my show, no. our show, our show, our show. Oh yeah, there, there's about to be blows. <laughs> this doesn't feel good. Morgan's gonna get that fight he always dreamed of. <laughs> so, do we want to give a little background as to why you two are here? What are you doing here? Yeah. What are we What are we here to commemorate you know and what? celebrate? It's Christmas, and that brings people together. Right. Uh, that's why I'm here. I think Sarah's here because she lives here. Also that. Oh, did you want a real answer? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So Sarah and I hosted a podcast for two years about uh, my ultimately unsuccessful attempts to wind up on the hit NBC reality sports competition, American Ninja Warrior. That podcast was called Andrew Ninja Warrior. We just wrapped up uh, and it's technically an offshoot of this podcast until we figured it made the most sense to end the way we started. Hanging out with you guys. Thank you, Andrew. Good very, answer. Very Good succinct. answer. That was, that was spot on. And we thought we'd recreate the format from our fan favorite episode about Reefer Madness, <laughs> which somehow ended up being an episode of both of our podcasts, even though it only fits the format of one, and even then very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> it fit our format, you mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> totally. what I meant by that. Talking about a movie. Totally hey, fits there, honestly, there was Fantasy Ninja Warrior. <laughs> honestly, not the weirdest we could have done <laughs> true so kelsey do you want to tell the folks what we're doing you know we usually have a thing we do in the holidays yeah so on our holiday episode of which of which this is our fourth one third sound, one probably four, yeah, fourth sounds right let's go with that yeah third or fourth um instead of one of us bringing something to the table for the other and just talking about that we like to exchange gifts of things Mm. so we both talk about things that we do over the holidays generally things we watch things we eat things we listen to um so uh we we're here for you know our normal ruin my life holiday gift exchange if you will Mm oh but our game of white elephant has a few new faces this year Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, those were us. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Typically speaking, if I'm making reference to somebody and I don't, I don't name them, it's one of the people in this room. That makes sense. I get it. I, get I, it. I, I do it. have questions about she, the. She's got questions, oh, y'all. Boy. About oh, the about the implications <laughs> of white elephant as the game you play at Christmas time, which would indicate to me that it's not all good things that you do at Christmas time. That's fair to say. That's yeah. Definitely fair to say. I okay. think the amount of eggnog I, I tend to drink at Christmas time is probably not good. 
objectively. I, I watch Eight Crazy Nights every holiday, and that's not good objectively. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, this makes more sense. I disagree. <laughs> and here's why. Because it's a fantastic film. Yes. <laughs> it's got that weird musical number towards the end that's very sad. It's got multiple musical numbers. But only it's one of them is very film. sad. <laughs> yes. That's true. It's maybe one of the the three Adam Sandler movies I've cried the most at. The other two being Funny People and then Funny People again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Funny People, I watch it every time. It just moves me. I get through all two and a half hours of Funny People on a regular basis. <laughs> Please don't shit on Funny People in front of me. The I best part people. of... I'm looking at a, at a DVD copy of Funny People on our on our uh, uh, cabinet right now. Yeah, no, we, we, we own, own it. We own two copies of Funny People. <laughs> we do not. We have it on Blu-ray as well. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the DVD. Because I've seen it. I've seen it maybe once, and all I really remember is the scene where James Taylor... Uh, Book Facebook? Reads... <laughs> Reads Seth Rogen. Oh man, you head kn- to toe. You reads. know when you hear those opening, those opening strains of uh, Carolina in my mind. You know the library is open. So are we shit. talking about Adam Sandler tonight? No. Okay. No. Well, that was just I don't know. That's kind of up to you, Andrew. Yeah. Ooh. But first, the the, uh, the proverbial first white elephant gift is in your hands. Okay. Cool. I didn't know I was starting. So yes, we're kind of putting the the ball in your court this year, Andrew. As Jason and I have now exchanged Christmas traditions multiple times, and we are kind of um we're fresh out, we're fresh out, fresh out of traditions, man. Um, but you have a very interesting Christmas tradition that you do every year when it comes to consuming media, which is mostly what this podcast is about. Yes, this podcast <laughs> is about being inside and watching things, yeah, or listening to things, which yeah. you can do outside. You can do that outside, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought we could have you on here to talk about your particular Christmas tradition, and then we could kind of let it flow with all of our Christmas traditions as well. Great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, ever since the year 2012, which was my first year, uh, in New York City, I have also Kelsey's first year, also Sarah's first year, Mm -hmm. and Jason, you'll get there eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so I've been putting together a, an advent calendar worth of... Uh, TV specials and movies, and starting this year, one podcast episode um, of, yeah, just specials that I try to watch one a day uh, and get myself into the Christmas spirit. In the past, this has just been a screenshot of a spreadsheet that would be my profile picture, uh, sorry, my my cover photo on Facebook for a full year until I would forget about it and then have to put it up again the next year. But Facebook is dead. Yes, Facebook is dead. We have left Facebook behind. So... uh, this year, I, I decided to try out a new format, uh, and I published it as a website that is mobile-friendly. <laughs> He's very excited about it being mobile-friendly. I am. It looks very different on mobile than it does on a desktop. <laughs> and should we create a bit.ly for this, or do you want to read out the full URL? Uh, that's a good thought, but... Um, I was just going to say, go to Instagram.com slash adfab and click on the link there. That'll do it. Did you put yeah. it in your bio? It is my, it is my bio That's now. That's I got Good. to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you find my Instagram uh, profile and take a look at the seven pictures I've ever posted to Instagram, <laughs> you can find uh, a link to the calendar there. Uh, and that Instagram is adfab, like Andrew Douglas Favaloro. That's where that A-D-F-A-B. name comes from. A-D-F-A-B. So before yeah. you were doing it to this level, That's like right. when you got to New York and you were doing one a day from mm-hmm. December 1st to December 25th, yeah. what were you doing before that? Were you just like kind of haphazardly watching things and then you decided, no, I will apply a rubric to this? Yeah. Um, I didn't really have any sort of structure or any sort of plan about what to watch at Christmas, except with one exception, which is that I would listen to 
uh, the full dialogue text of Love Actually nonstop 20, uh, 24-7 for 12 months a year. That's a true story. Let's camp on this for a second because I really want to make sure that the listeners uh, get a Understand. picture of what this is. Yes. You took the audio, you ripped the audio from the movie oh, no, no, no. of, of uh, Love Actually. Is this correct? No, I did not rip the audio. I had the video file on my video <laughs> iPod. I would play the video, put it in my pocket, and then put headphones in. Oh my god. Every time I hear more about this, it gets more and more deranged. It's it's insane. Would you ever, insane. Would you ever stop to watch it like while you when you got to where you were going, or was it always just playing in your in your headphones? There was no visual element to love actually for you. To, to you love actually is like a radio play at this point, I imagine. A, a little bit, but I mean I also it's not like I didn't ever watch love actually i would watch it like you know two or three times a year uh but um no this was this was really the most structured holiday thing i would do up to this point uh 2012 happens to be right around when i started watching doctor who um and i think the first doctor who christmas special i ever actually saw was the year 2010 uh that's the christmas carol episode that's a good one it's a very good one that's 2010 i think so yeah yeah, because that was the first year of the Matt Smith right. Doctor Who character. Um, the 11th Doctor. Yes. But so, uh, you know, I guess you could say for the two years up until I made the calendar, I would watch the Doctor Who Christmas special every year. But other than that, I didn't really have any sort of, like, things that I would watch every year. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. It's, I think that was the thing I wanted to, like, dig into. Because, like, I, I, it's a lot to go from essentially not doing anything to being like, no. Now it will be 25 things. Yeah, uh, and I think really what what kind of kicked it off is there were a couple of shows I had been watching in the course of 2012 that had incredible Christmas specials. Uh, the first is Community Season 2, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Mm. Uh, has, um, has a line towards the end of it where he says, that's the meaning of Christmas, the idea that Christmas can have meaning. And I was like, oh, that's, that's beautifully put. Um, <laughs> And I watched that and I was like, I shouldn't make sure I watch like Community's Christmas special every year. It's going to like really get me into the Christmas spirit. Uh, and then separately, the Sports Night season one Christmas special, <laughs> Six Gentlemen from Tennessee. Beautiful episode. I mean, it's it's a good one. Um, I know not many people have watched Sports Night, but... I have watched the first four episodes of Sports Night. It's not on Hulu anymore, so I don't watch it anymore. Yeah. But let's let's yeah. linger on community for a little bit because that's yeah. one of my favorite Christmas shows. Yeah, Sarah, let's kick it over to, to you for a bit. Uh, me, no. <laughs> no. But like I, because my main Christmas tradition growing up was just watching Muppet Christmas Carol every year. Like as, in terms of content, like that's it. Yes. Fun fact. I'm raising my mug of cocoa in solidarity with yes. that. Fun fact: I had not watched Muppet Christmas Carol until my wife forced me to put it on the calendar one year. <sighs> How long ago was that? That was 2013. Yes. <laughs> To be fair, Andrew, to be fair to you, I had did not see it until Sarah, who was at that point my future wife, forced me to watch it. Right. And I was yeah. I was pretty resistant to it as I recall. It's the best Muppet it's movie. It's so good. It is truly it's the, the best, best Muppet, Muppet movie. movie and it's the best version of a Christmas carol. It yes. Is unequivocally. Unequivocally. And so yeah, I've watched it every Christmas as long as I've been alive. Like I truly don't remember a time where I wasn't watching it at Christmas. Same. Um I'm really excited because this year we're gonna see it in theaters. I'm so upset I can't go. But uh, my Christmas tradition got extended when, on one fateful December 10th, in the year of our Lord 2010, or 20, 2009, yeah. not 2010, 2009, 
uh, December 10th, 2009, the first ever Christmas episode of Community aired. And it involves a bit of dialogue where um, the characters go back and forth about being like, it's Christmas, and being like, it's December 10th. And it builds to a great joke about December 10th. And from then on, I always watch that episode. And then any on other 10th. on December 10th yeah. and any other good community Christmas episodes. So on what December you're saying 10th. is that you watch only Introduction to Not the fourth season community Christmas. I am episode. not saying that. Okay, I'm distinctly not saying that. Andrew, that's your that's your one warning. <laughs> if you mention, mention Introduction to Not's one more time, I'm ejecting you from the podcast. <laughs> cool. Sounds like I'm not talking about last year's calendar then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hoisted by your Damn. own petard. Or as they say in the modern parlance, I have played myself. <laughs> But yeah, so like it's it's for me. I think that's become such an essential part, and I feel like it's it's something that's been absorbed into your calendar. Is Ab- December tenth? Absolutely, I, I make sure every year. I think the first year I didn't put it together, but um, every year I make a, a new version of the calendar. For a while, I was trying to make sure I didn't repeat anything that had been on the calendar before. This year, I ran out of content, so uh, <laughs> it's kind of more of a greatest hits. But I do always try to make sure that I land the community episode on December tenth. Unless I can't for some reason. I think it's worth noting that the season two community Christmas episode is especially potent because it is a, uh, it's an homage to the Rankin Bass Christmas special. Oh, hell yeah. The claymation yeah. style from like, what was it, the 70s, I guess? Oh, I actually know it's much it's, earlier it's, than it's the 70s. Like, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I was about to actually say something about the Rankin Bass Christmas specials. Um, because I think it's really interesting how, like, your traditions change and evolve and what gets added and what gets taken away. Because one of my biggest traditions growing up was watching all of the Rankin-Bass, like, claymation puppet Christmas specials on Christmas Day. Out of curiosity, can you run them through in order? In order? Yes, alphabetical order, preferably. Um, I cannot run them through in order. <laughs> I can run them through if Go you want. Um, my The one that I still have to watch no matter what every Christmas is You're Without a Santa Claus. Um, you got Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Um, you got uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There's, like, lesser ones, too, but... Doesn't Rudolph have a New Year's Rudolph Shiny New, as well? Rudolph and uh, Rudolph Shiny New Year. That one also good. I got because Ru- people, you- children across the world, had always wondered what's Rudolph doing on New Year's. Yeah, he's saving the baby New Year, obviously. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I thought I was gonna be like fucking around, smoking some weed. No, he has taking to, a break. The the New Year the, is a baby. So in Rudolph Shiny New Year, the conceit is that all the years are people. And um, after they're over, they go retire to the archipelago of last years. Sorry, Sarah's got to give some signal for a timeout. Sorry. You all, and by you all, I mean, the way we're sitting right now is Kelsey and I on one side, Andrew and Jason on the other. Andrew and Jason have faces like they've never heard of the concept of Baby New Year before. No, no. That's right. No, I I have. And I've seen the Rankin-Bass special you're describing. I'm just really like... Because they're all kind of in the same continuity, as we would say yeah. nowadays. Because they I think it's, 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 it's then, a Rankin-Bass really. cinematic universe. But, 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 but the cosmology of the Rudolph, the Rankin-Bass cinematic universe, is, I'm just realizing now, completely fucking insane. <laughs> because there are living gods who embody every single year. And presumably, if they don't die, they were just all still around somewhere. No, but They go no. live on an archipelago of islands, and they all have their own island. That's Which amazing. is insane. And it's some like weird cultish afterlife. Because to me, what the most logical thing would be is you ritually sacrifice... <laughs> baby new year no you ritually <laughs> sacrifice the last year and then uh, the baby new year com- rises from the ashes <laughs> like so, a phoenix so you're or saying... the blood and gore and then lives that year until it but then we like the years get before fun it. revolutionary war music 
physical numbers in Rudolph's shiny new year. So you're, you're saying That's what true, makes... true, <laughs> but we would get ritual sacrifice, so... You're saying what makes the most sense is killing a one-year-old year after no, no, year after year? No, they turn into old men. By the end of the year, they're like crotchety old dudes. They are exactly one year old. But they look like crotchety they're not, they're old dudes. They're not all crotchety old dudes. Sarah, they like embody whatever the year is. Let me ask, oh, let me so ask the you person... This. Sarah, the, the let me mystery. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this before we do a riff on, on modern times. <laughs> in, the movie, in the movie Jack... Directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Robin Williams. Williams. It was uh, directed by FFC? Yes, yep, don't, don't, <laughs> oh my God. don't get hung up on that. I, I'm, I'm a little how, hung up. How old is the character in that? It does I, follow him for I a lot think, of his life. I think, wait, by the end, isn't Jack like 15? That's the thing, but he looks like he's in his 50s. Yeah, that's but true. But he is 15, so even though the baby New Year at the end of the year looks like an old crotchety or old, I guess, fun-loving man, depending on what year it was, he is still a one-year-old. He's lived for 365 days. So it's, we it's, count but it. But he's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a reverse Baby Yoda, if but you will. He, but he's alive what before sense? the New Year, though, because that's the whole thing, is that they have to get him back to Father Time before the New Year strikes, so the New Year can happen. There's oh, a so lot it of, is all nonsense. There's a lot of continuity <laughs> errors Yeah, no, it's all nonsense. Anyway, so one of my things is that I watched all of those, and... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Back to the point I was making. Sorry, I was about to talk about how the 2016 year must be like the walking dead. Like, and 2017, and 2018, and 2019. Those poor years. Anyway. Um, uh, and last year for the first time, because every year when I was growing up, uh, Fox Family, ABC Family, now Freeform, used to play them all, all day on uh, Christmas Eve. Right. And so I just watched them because they don't really exist other places other than like, VHS. VHS, or, or like, I think you can buy some of them on Prime or DVD, but um, it was like, I'm, I'm not going to buy these things that I watch once a year. And so last year I had to like scour the internet to find them all in random different places, and it really like put a damper on my year. I'm sorry. <laughs> on my Christmas celebration. But quick question mm-hmm. which one has the heat miser in it? Here without a Santa Claus. Okay. It's yeah. my favorite. That's why it's the best one. It's, why it's it the has best the heat one. Miser. It's got the best Rankin Bass song ever. Yeah, written. it's true. The heat Mis- miser and the snow miser. Yeah, yeah Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm Mr. Sun. <laughs> yeah. the, be- the best I'm part Mr. about those songs he's is when the, the background singers go, he's too much. He's too much. <laughs> he absolutely is. He, he is. he is too much. I mean, who, whom among us whom among us does not know someone who fits that exact same profile? He's a queen. I think that's a who. <laughs> no, but, but I, I, I think, one, he miser is a drag icon, and we need to recognize that. <laughs> no, actually... <laughs> Stop <laughs> punching the table. Actually, I think uh, Snow Miser is more of a drag. Like, I think Snow Miser is more fabulous than Heat Miser. Oh, no, they both are. They're yeah. both too much They're in the best way. Much. I realize now you said drag icon, and I heard you say drug icon the first <laughs> <I> mean... time. <laughs> Look, it was the 70s, I think. There was cocaine everywhere. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, the point I was trying to make was about how our traditions evolve and change. Right. And I think that's really interesting that your calendar has mm-hmm. sort of is not like static yeah um there's a lot weird going on there and let's talk about it first off mm-hmm. i'm not a huge fan of many classic christmas uh media uh the rankin bass things have always kind of scared me a little bit the animation style is a little unnerving wait can you kind of just uh, poke in here to ask kelsey are they good like do they hold up at all because my in my mind they're kind of bad i have a lot of fondness for them I think Rudolph does not hold up, because um, yeah. it's a bad story, just in general. <laughs> um, it's so weirdly paced. Uh, and I, I want to say that Year Without a Santa Claus holds up. Honestly, the whole Rudolph narrative is just peak neoliberalism. Yeah, anyway. no, like, it's a bad story. 
it's like about you know you have to be exceptional to do anything exactly to, like, to get anything done and people aren't exceptional like it's we should be we should be fighting for the liberation of all reindeer we should regardless of how shiny their noses are because you all this is a fucking leftist podcast oh yeah i remember hearing <laughs> talking about that a christmas leftist podcast <laughs> culturally <laughs> yeah yeah sure um yeah so i would say rudolph doesn't really hold up mm-hmm. there are um, some there are some moments that are okay i i just really love you without a santa claus right um but i don't know if it's good <laughs> okay and then the other thing i associate with rankin and bass even though it's actually completely separate is the the original grinch cartoon which is always so much shorter than I expect it to be. I think that holds up. I'm not a fan. Really? I, I love the song. That's a great song. Great right. Song. Now uh, the question is, how do you feel about the Jim Carrey love Grinch? It. Okay, that's where I thought that was going to head, unfortunately. <laughs> that, that is really too bad. I think the, the cartoon is literally just the Dr. Seuss book. Like, right. It's, it's great. animated. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but what, what is it about the cartoon that you don't like that the horrifying ron howard movie provides for you what don't Cindy Lou uh, who sings a song um, written by faith hill christine baranski's in it christine baranski is true. in it um, the other howard is in it oh clint yeah clint oh, okay well, makes now, an appearance okay now i'm on board <laughs> there's a cool dog <laughs> there's, a, there's a cool dog in the cartoon also yeah. his name is max but max is cooler in the live action i will give that i will say the only thing that could possibly <laughs> tip the scales towards the live action one is christine baranski I don't know. Do you remember the part where he um, he pulls out a phone book and alphabetically starts making his way through the the Who's yelling "I hate you" down the mountain? Shit's hysterical. No man, <laughs> no. I can't. I can't allow this on the podcast. How do we feel about the 2018 Illumination uh, animated uh, film? Have well, we seen it? Everybody here, of course, has seen it because <laughs> it's a real movie that definitely actually happened, and Look, we all see, love it. I don't see the, that movie is as legitimate as the Ron Howard one, and I don't see how you all can think there are different things in your minds. I just haven't seen it. I think the biggest difference is we were children right. when yeah. the Ron Howard one came you were, out. You were, you were, you were 12, okay? Yeah, I would a consider child. that a child. That what do you ch- consider a 12-year-old? I was, so I was 11. Right. <laughs> I was a child. I'm just saying, you, were, you had... Did, your tastes were developing. You could discern. Wait, wait, did it come out? Did it come out bad. Christmas 2001? Sure did. So, like, just post 9 11? Mm. I also think it's very important that we do not say that 11 and 12 year olds can have any sort of good taste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta let that one slide. I'm no. saying, I, th- I, think, I think a 12 year old is a conscious, it's a conscious, like, being in the world who can look at the aesthetic of the Ron Howard Grinch film and say, no, thank you. And that's why 12 year olds can go to hell. <laughs> I feel like I learned something differently about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually... No I, one's going to hell, guys. Don't worry. Hell is in a real the, place. The Not garbage real. pit outside of Jerusalem? Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the 2001 Grinch movie is a movie I had seen in 2001 and just have strong <laughs> nostalgia for. It was on last year's list. I think for whatever reason, I actually didn't get around to watching it. Hmm, yeah, um, whatever reason. Yeah. But I haven't seen it since 2001. Um, I just have lots of strong nostalgia for it. It probably doesn't hold up. You're probably right, oh. except you're dumb. I've never, so I've never, I don't think so. I've never seen it. <gasps> J'accuse! J'accuse! <laughs> um, but I think the question was, what's it like to have this constantly evolving thing? And, and why do you change things? Yeah. Um, so partly, I don't like the classics. I like... Um, it started when I was a teacher and I needed short things to watch, so it would purposely be episodes. Um, and then as time has gone on, um, I changed it because I, it's like something 
exciting something new to look forward to every day and it's like oh i can't it, it doesn't like let me fall into a routine it just kind of keeps everything kind of fresh and new which is interesting um and some things are on there pretty often like charlie brown i think winds up on there every year another one i'm not a huge fan of but i'm willing to, to suffer through it from the people i love um doctor who christmas carol gets on there a lot is and, it, but like do you shift what doctor because because as as okay as a christmas carol doctor who is i think there are better doctor who christmas specials like David Tennant ones? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what are the best Doctor Who Christmas specials? Let's alienate the rest of our audience right now. <laughs> or or maybe, actually, now I'm thinking about it, catch a whole new audience. <laughs> I mean, I think the Tennant specials are just, like, something very specific. I agree. Uh, I, and the Matt Smith specials really, like... I feel like there was only one... Like I, I can't even really recall them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um... Can you recall all the David Tennant ones? Yeah, there's the well, one with there's the Santas that shoot people, and then he cuts off his hand and sings the Lion King. Oh, that one's unimpeachably great. You're right, Kelsey. Two thumbs way up for that thing. I there's the for, one with Catherine Tate where she runs away from her wedding. That, 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 that one's that my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, the the Tennant specials always seem to be more in the overall narrative of the show uh-huh. than the Matt Smith specials. And I think that's why I like the the Christmas Carol in particular. It stands on its own. So it's good to watch like this. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And it also is a little bit more directly Christmassy than some of the Tennant ones. Um, and then the other thing to say about the the changing list is that um netflix is putting out a lot of very bad christmas content Mm. and watching a lot of very bad christmas content on netflix is pretty fun um and so it's not the kind of thing where i ever need to see the night before christmas ever again (laughs) but i am glad i watched it this year vanessa hudgens much funnier than she gets credit for that's true you can always count on netflix to churn out at least i don't know 10 new things to watch yeah do you want to talk about any netflix creations yeah there's one thing i've become really uh, attached to so the, what I want to talk about, Andrew, is a little thing that Netflix has running right now. A little, let's call it a, a sitcom miniseries called Merry Happy Whatever. Wait, that's a show? I thought it was a movie. No, it is a show. It's about a man played by somebody. Dennis Quaid. Yep. No, no, that's no. not. Oh, okay, no, he's the other guy. He's yes. in it, right? He's the dad. It's about a man played by somebody who comes home with his girlfriend played by somebody to visit her family for the first time. And among her family members are Dennis Quaid as her incredibly toxic and borderline abusive father. But he's like a funny sitcom dad, so I guess it's okay. He's uh, also a lawman, and that's important. We should respect our yeah. police officers. He's a cop. He's a freaking cop. But it's it's a like it's an eight episode mini. It's a, it truly is like a, a short season of a sitcom, but it takes place over the day, the few days before and after Christmas. So it's a it's a holiday themed thing. It's set around a very specific like run of time, a period of time. Which are both things I'm very much into in media, uh, holiday media in general, I guess. But I love things that are set over like a very short period of time. And also, I love the idea of, because they've, they've pitched it basically like, okay, this one season is about Christmas time. But it's going to be like an anthology show. And maybe next year is like Thanksgiving or like another holiday, I guess. I don't know what else it would be except maybe Halloween. Eight episodes about Arbor Day? Yeah, eight episodes about President's Day. Ooh. I feel like... Valentine's Day. I feel like Hulu is doing this... In a show too. Hulu has the uh, the um, the Bloomhouse in the dark. 
Into the Dark series, which is a series of movies, each one set uh, on a holiday. No, I feel like there's like a family drama slash dramedy that's like just at Christmas that I was looking at because I was watching a lot of bad Christmas content last week. Well, this thing is very bad, and <laughs> I have only watched two episodes of it because it is, in fact, not that funny. And again, Dennis Quaid's character is so unbearably toxic that it's hard to actually even consider it funny. But it's really, I don't know, it really hits, it checks a lot of boxes for me. And I would not recommend it to anybody, okay. but we should all know that it exists because Netflix isn't just turning out Vanessa Hudgens rom-coms. They're doing uh, animated films, Klaus. Oh, I watched Klaus this yeah, year. Yeah, Klaus, yeah. And then, and then this, this show, it's a, I don't know, it's just nice to have, know that Netflix is still going to be there just churning out garbage for us yeah. to just take in through our eyeballs every every holiday season. Did you know that Jason Schwartzman is the lead of Klaus? Is he Klaus? What? No, that's J.K. Simmons. Oh. And Rashida Jones is also in that film. And that's... That's something interesting, actually, is I feel like in as we get into this like age of I feel like we're moving out of the golden age of television and we're moving into the age of peak content, where it's just how much you can make and how quickly you can make it. Right. Like every network, every uh, streaming platform has like their thing. All content. Creators. And so you've got like Netflix, which is going after kind of like that lifetime Christmas movie. Right like motif mm-hmm. and you've got like these weird like experimental like it's a sitcom that's just about the holidays mm-hmm. and then you've got the Bloomhouse series of like a horror movie for every holiday and these different like pieces of content that are like building up and building up all to say why aren't there any lifetime movies on any of your advent calendars andrew difficult yeah. to find them on streaming oh they're I, I all a, fucking on prime i have a counter narrative. <laughs> sexism <laughs> because <laughs> i watched six of them last sunday all right fine i'll put them on next year's list kelsey yeah <laughs> well because here's the thing the i was talking to stephanie about this i think the netflix like rom-coms that they have for christmas are just like laughably bad yeah and ridiculous and just terrible the lifetime ones are like Full of tropes and tear and like not good, but like they're not as bad as the Netflix ones. I'm gonna I'm gonna dispute that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna flag that as I think a falsehood. I think that they were more genuinely enjoyable as movies than the Netflix like Christmas Prince or whatever. Because wh- while I enjoyed like a Christmas Prince way more, but I only enjoyed it because it was so ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I would say a ridiculously bad movie is better than a below average movie full of tropes you some, do, some of them are very bad you do you do the calendar every year yes what are the repeats what always continues year to year so the one thing that's almost always on there uh is peewee peewee's playhouse christmas special from 1988 which is freaking hysterical uh it is so good my family watches it every christmas eve together the only reason it's not on the current list is because I am not spending Christmas Eve day with my family, and so we will be watching it all together on December 27th. In fact, Pee-wee's Playhouse was originally on this list until I got a very angry text from my brother <laughs> saying you're not allowed to watch it until <laughs> December t- or until Christmas Eve. Um, that's always on there. Charlie Brown is always on there. Um, a Community episode is always on there. On December 10th. On December 10th. Which is interesting because Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas Takes is... Takes place on December 9th, which is my mom's clearly. birthday. That's a good yeah. point. So, like, I since you did that one this year, I was like, he could have done it on December 9th. Nah. But, yeah. No, no December it's 10th community is Community Day. day. It's true. Um, yeah. And like I said, I usually try to uh, to cycle things through 
for a long time, it used to always be the Doctor Who Christmas special on Christmas Day. Like the new one that airs the new on one Christmas that Day? Com- yeah. yeah. But um, Doctor Who doesn't mean as much to me anymore as it used to. So that's gone. I have an argument for why that is, too. Sexism. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the answer is Stephen Moffat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. That's no, the answer. You know, we, we, we joke around here a lot, but he really did tank that like, whole Because, <laughs> like, Jodie Whittaker's good. I watched her first season, and I like the new team and stuff, but yeah. the writing is just not... It, it, he made it too serious. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. It's a, it, new, they, it's a new show on now. They can't really get it back. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, They're trying. Would you say, <laughs> the love is gone? Nope. Uh, the love is gone. <laughs> In theaters, I would not say that. On home video, yeah, I would say that. <laughs> all right. That makes sense. That's a, that's, a, that's a deep cut for all the Muppet heads out there. <laughs> so throughout the course of the year, I like collect recommendations from people or new shows i'm watching that have a christmas special i like make a note to to put on there for instance my brother-in-law this year was like hey you know what should be on your christmas list is thomas the tank engine so guess what <laughs> happened on december 1st this year i was about to say because i was like i wanted to kind of do a play-by-play of the current calendar so um what is the plot of <clears throat> holiday at shining time station tis a gift holiday special <laughs> cool so tis a gift is a very bad song uh, when was the last time that you? When was the last time you watched any Thomas the Tank Engine? Is it still like Uncanny Valley with like the eyes on the animated, like the physical trains? Well, that episode came out in 1990, so hell yeah. Okay. Um, They're not still making Thomas the Tank Engine, are they? I don't think so. Hmm. Um, sexism? Yeah. Okay. I would assume yeah. if they are making it, it's terrible computer animation now. Yeah. Right. So uh, the plot of Tis a Gift involves uh, there's a Christmas tree at the train station. There's two kids who are working on the Christmas tree. A third kid comes in. She's mean to them. They're mean to her. She gets her feelings hurt. And then a mysterious old man with a white beard comes and teaches her some lessons about being nice to people at Christmas time. And then he catches the last train out of the station, even though there's a really bad snowstorm that somehow blocked all trains from coming to the station. He was Santa the whole time. Wow. Wow, that's also- really fun for our ASMR buddies there. So, um, who Dave? Dave David Shadburn convinced you to put that on there. Friend of the podcast. What What was his um? He likes trains. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Um, oh, he's that's... a train boy. Okay. All when, right. That train boy. Yeah. When he was a When he was a kid, this was one of the few VHSs they had lying around for Christmas specials, and he was like, "Oh, you should watch this on your list next year." So yeah, I found it on YouTube. So going to December second. This is going to uh, be long. This is going to be long. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I, I'm not going to ask about all of these. In fact, I, we've already talked about Doctor Who, and I don't care about December 3rd um, or 5th, to Jingle be perfectly all the way honest. I care a lot about December 5th. But, well, that'll derail this entire podcast if we talk about Wait, that one. What is December 5th? A very Christmas. Yeah. One of the best episodes of that It show. is very good, but, yeah. Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way is it, not... Does it hold up? Nope. Okay. That's what I thought, but I wanted to be sure. <laughs> That's it. Just want to know if it holds up. We can move on. That was it. To, to, to say it holds up implies that it was ever enjoyable or good. To kind of go back to the community angle and TV angle, like, and because I want to talk about Nicholas Family Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting that, like, I would say that An Uncle Sam and Christmas is not just a really good holiday episode. It is a really, really good episode of that show. I agree. Um, and I think that can also be said for, like, December 10th mm-hmm. um, and some of the community episodes. Yeah. Uh, every now and then I run into issues where I'll, like, publish the list and 
realize that oh i picked a super plot heavy episode that like doesn't super work uh as a standalone thing but uh does mention christmas eve at the end so (laughs) it's on the list but i think uh, well while like you would miss some things of that particular veronica mars episode if you weren't watching the whole season right it does stand alone pretty well it does there's like an inherent myth like that's season one where there was still like a mystery in each right episode i was pretty surprised because i watched veronica mars for the first time this year and i was like "Ooh, christmas special put it on the list um i was surprised at how well this one stood on its own outside of the context of the rest of the show yeah a plus going through the rest of your list one thing i also really like is when you click on the url it takes you to the most recent day yeah it opens up to the calendar day which means that today Mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be watching scrubs my own personal jesus season one does the friends episode make it on here every year uh there are i think of of the 10 seasons of friends eight or nine christmas specials um i think it usually does just because there's so many Mm -hmm. the one with the holiday armadillo is freaking fantastic i know we all hate friends on this podcast but it's freaking fantastic i mean it was a good show for a while and it just doesn't hold up yeah. In my personal opinion. Many of the jokes don't land any longer, but yeah. like, neither do the jokes from How like, I Met Your Mother. I enjoy I enjoyed it when I watched it, but like I've never gone back and watched it and enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I see there's also a pretty controversial pick on here. Ooh, Which December seventeenth. You're watching uh, Die Hard. Yeah, well I couldn't find a holiday Christmas party. Also, Die Hard <laughs> is only on there because if you take check out what uh, streaming platform it's available on. It's Sony Crackle. <laughs> that's 100% the reason. Listen, we, we stand Sony Crackle on this podcast, okay? Because that's the one streaming platform where you might have a chance of getting, getting a picture deal at some point. Someday. So, and, and Someday. Far, the party line is that Crackle is very good. Yeah. Also, I think it's fascinating how I feel like maybe I was just ignorant of this my entire life, but I feel like in the past maybe five years, the idea of Die Hard as a Christmas movie has gone from like a charming, like fun little quirky thing to a, a a symbol of you being like a, a despicable awful person, like it's become like an like a, there's like been a real there's, there's been a real pushback against that. So if you think it is a Christmas movie, you're a despicable awful person. Yes, or if yes, you don't yes, think it is. yes. No, I think if you engage in the debate about whether it is or that, isn't, that you're a despicable kind of feeling, person. Yeah. Because there, there was a, a, a about a week ago, Donald Trump Jr. Oh God. Uh, retweeted a tweet that said, "What is your favorite Christmas movie?" And he said, "Die Hard." Period. And that was a real, that feels like a real summing up moment of the entire well, discourse. Well, he fucked it up for everyone. But I think that pushback was already existing. People yeah. already like in the past few years, like like the idea of there, there's this idea that people who claimed that Die Hard was a Christmas movie were trying to be, I don't know, that they didn't they, they thought other Christmas movies were not manly enough or like cool enough. And I have gotten that criticism from you about me in the past, so this makes sense. Not about this particular thing though. No, not about no, Die you've Hard. Just, just on other occasions, been like Andrew, you don't think that Christmas movies are manly enough. If I said that, Every that sounds time. like me. That does sound like me, yeah. yeah. I, that was a bad bit that didn't work very well. <laughs> I usually, when you have a West Wing episode on here, I usually You just watch, watch Noel. I oh. usually watch whatever the episode he chooses. Gotcha. I, like. I also wanted to ask you, because you have on the 21st an episode of The Crown. Yeah, it's about her here. Christmas speech. It is. I just thought that was an interesting choice. Uh, yeah, so Ellen's been watching The Crown lately. I was like, this could be a fun thing okay i just i i didn't think you watched it so i was kind of wondering how it ended up there i i've seen the occasional episode i'm just not wild about it so you've now done this since 2012 that's right that's seven years of christmas advent correct content what's been the best year oof i have no idea the whole point is that it's ephemeral right like it there has to be a best andrew (laughs) 
this year because I'm spending it with you guys. Aww. Aww. The real best advent calendar is the friend we made along the way. Aww. Jeffrey Epstein didn't <laughs> kill himself. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> studio audience let's just take a second to we, recompose ourselves we'll probably wrap up soon yeah um so in a uh, an effort to stay on our uh, old um formats and stuff i feel that we should do some sort of pitch time okay but i don't know what should we do a live version of the song that i wrote <laughs> Pitch time, it's pitch time. Hey, Netflix, don't you want this show? God, I really just don't know. It's pitch time. Time. I really only said that so they could do that. Um, But yeah. Remix. 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 Pitch time. Anyway. Yeah. What? So... Kelsey, what are you thinking about pitch time? So I was thinking about ways this is kind of um, unorthodox and in the the means of pitch time. I was thinking about ways we could challenge you to create your uh, advent calendar next year, like okay. sort of criteria we could give you. Go for it. What do we got? Um, my, my first idea was that you would have to do all 25 things, but only with non-Christmas-based holiday episodes. Okay. That's going to be real rough. Right? <laughs> that was the, That's hard mode. <laughs> what, if, what if you did the same thing you do now, but every thing you watch on that day has to be set on that day? Ooh, that's fun. I like well, that. I mean, that's that's just a real challenge because you got to find things that only take place in the course of less than 24 hours. Or well, not even that. At least, like, the key events are at that time. Or at least one event. Like, if there's, like, one scene in, like, the Mindy Project episode from Season 2 or whatever that takes place on December 1. Yeah. Just for example. Don't look that up. That's not a real thing. <laughs> but, for example, if there's one scene that takes place on December 1st, uh-huh. that can count. Can we talk about why you know so much about the Mindy Project <laughs> no, Season 2? No, that wasn't two? a real example. That was, that, was, that, that was a fake example. So so I've got an alt pitch. Go for it. Why don't you do this for every holiday? Ooh. I mean, I'm talking. Halloween I'm talking advent. Halloween advent calendar, which you you kind of do a little yeah, bit I already. Watched, I watched seven just, Halloween movies this year. You just don't you promote should, it the same way. You should like actually start a website. An for Easter this. advent calendar, <laughs> a Rosh Hashanah advent calendar. Make them Jew movies. Um, a what other holidays? <laughs> to be, really? to be fair, a Fourth most, of July advent calendar as, would as actually Alan be Shadburn pretty would, solid. As Ellen Shadburn would say, most, most Christmas movies are, are Jewish Dukes movies, movies. <laughs> um, because they're written, directed, and/or produced by Jewish people. people. That's not a trope. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, as long as we're in, in the pitch time spirit, Kelsey. Yeah. If we're looking for more Hanukkah yeah, I content gotta, for I next year, stuff. Uh, I highly recommend a a blog post from a blog entitled Zelda and Scout, in which. R.I.P. Uh, in which one of the authors, Scout. That's me. <laughs> took me a second. Uh, Scout l- pitches eight different Hanukkah rom-coms. Yeah. They are eight solid pitches. I love them a lot. Yeah. Um, I'll write one someday. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe n- next year you have to, <laughs> to... produce. We have to write one for every day. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Now there's a challenge. That's going to be a very difficult November. Too much work. <laughs> we have to start now. Yes. <laughs> It wouldn't be too much work if there weren't also other things we had to do for other work. Yeah, yeah, no. The idea of making one for every holiday, I can respond right now with, I don't do that because I have a full-time job. <laughs> it's not a very rigorous full-time job, but it is full-time. <laughs> wow, humble brag. 
You have a job. <laughs> hey, we all have jobs. Yeah. But not everyone has a job. Yeah. Folks, this Christmas, don't forget the neediest. Don't forget the meek. Don't forget don't forget the meek. Which we have talked about on this podcast before. and is included on the playlist yep. for this uh this the playlist, the advent calendar. <laughs> Bringing it back around. <laughs> Andrew, do you have any final thoughts about your advent calendar and what it means to you and maybe what it means to all of us as a species? If you just want to put a little bow on it, would that sort of like... Yeah. um, Along those lines? While you think about that, I will say I did use this to recommend some movies to one of my coworkers. Yeah. um, I mean, part of what I like about this is compiling a list of, you know, things to... To get you in the holiday spirit and making them accessible. Like, I didn't try to only do Netflix content because not everybody's got a Netflix login. It's kind of intended to be relatively distributed across major streaming platforms and the occasional free one like Sony Crackle. Um, And what I'm realizing this year in particular um, is that the Christmas spirit isn't real. Um, it's It's not something that's just, like, floating around and you're going to catch one day. Uh... Sometimes you need to do a little bit to put yourself into the Christmas spirit. Uh, like we bought a Christmas tree yesterday and um, like I'm now feeling a lot more Christmassy and I'm going to go home and I'm going to have Alexa play some Christmas carols. And I'm going to feel more Christmassy. And I think that this is an effort to like kickstart that spirit. And it's a, a, a tangible thing I can do to to make me excited about a very exciting time where I get lots of presents. <laughs> Pretty sure that's Nailed the important it. part. And this, my friends, is why we should all go to therapy. Because that was a I'm, very I'm going to therapy. Because that was a very self-aware speech from Andrew, who is now in therapy. You know what? I'm going to say, Andrew, you're welcome. Hey, Andrew, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh no. So, if you want to watch along, you can go to. Uh, Andrew's Instagram profile, which is <laughs> ADFAV, and click the link in and, his bio. And if you <laughs> don't want to support Instagram, you, which can is go, fine. you can go to adpav.github, G I T H U P B, dot IO, slash advent 2020. Easy to type. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Easy to type. Special thanks to Andrew and Sarah for being here and for giving I us guess. two great years of content. And Andrew, Ninja Warrior, great show you too. You did a great job. You did Thank do a great you. job. Thanks it was good. Started. We will miss it. We will miss it. Slightly lower but still a high level of thanks to Danny Abound of the Weeping Willards for use of his song, Outside in the Rain, from their self-titled album available on Bandcamp. Special thanks to Carly Sussman, who designed our logo. You can find her work at carly-rose.com. If you like this show, tell a friend. Subscribe. Like, rate, review. If you like my voice, listen to the Misery Loves Company podcast. Also Sarah's voice. I think she's there, too. Sarah's there, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Written, directed, produced, everything by Morgan Stewart, friend of the show. Thank you, Morgan. Available wherever podcasts are given out one assumes wherever you get your podcasts as we always say at this special time of year there's a special message that we have for all of our listeners that really fits with the themes of the season i think we alluded to it earlier so i think we can now join us all in saying go to therapy happy therapy happy therapy (laughs) 
It's the holiday season, the holiday season smells and the glue, and Nickory Duck, and don't forget to hang up your sock, cause just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down, he'll be coming down the chimney down. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. Wait, sorry, before we get into this, my new pitch. Here's my new counter pitch to the Die Hard narrative. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, but Die Hard with a Vengeance is a Christmas movie. <laughs> no. Sure? I don't know. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance takes place on July 4th. Wait, sorry, what's the second one? Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Sorry, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Well, I fucked that up. That would have been a classic bit if I hadn't fucked it up. Just a grand slam out the park bit. Uh, and I have I have put Die Hard 2 on the list before. Before you put Die Hard 1 on there? Yeah. Well, I think that says it all. Um, Folks, I'm Jason Edwards for Ruin My Life. Andrew, back to you. <laughs> and as we say at the end of every episode, if we're in my life, Happy, happy Holidays! holidays. <laughs> Man, y'all don't say nothing every episode. Give me the mic. <laughs>